town in England has been having problems with aggressive seagulls on its beaches, so they brought in a pair of bald eagles to get rid of them. It's great. Now, now beachgoers can relax in peace knowing that if a seagull gets too close, an eagle will swoop in and murder it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> wow, there's that Kelly Tennant up on the TV show. There's her face again. That's what happens if you accuse a famous person of rape. In this case, the new coach of the Sacramento Kings of the National Basketball Association, Luke Walton. And that's why a lot of people don't come forward and accuse a famous person of rape, because they know they're going to end up with their face on the Today Show or whatever. Right. And you think, I don't want that. Right. Yeah. That's a tough one. It, it just it clarify, not rape. Um, is kissing on her and rubbing on her and wouldn't let her up. So, you know, allegedly. He, through his lawyer, denied it unequivocally. If so he, they look forward to proving his innocence. What would that crime Most be? Lawyers always say that, but what would that crime be? So it's an assault, sexual assault, etc. What would the I penalty mean, be for? I don't think it's cool. Some degree. I don't think what it's would cool. the penalty be in the legal system? It wouldn't be much, would it? No, no. It was kind of a kissing and rubbing on her, and then he backed off. Apparently. Um, yeah, I don't think it's cool, but it's. I don't. I don't think that'd be much of a charge. It's not well, like he's going to, to prison or You know, yeah, because it's such a minefield. No, no. I'm just wondering how it get, this story gets so much attention. I've seen it everywhere this morning nationally. Right, right. Well, like you say, famous guy. Yeah. It's the Times. Really, really famous dad. Yeah. Hashtag me too, Sarah. Yeah. So we'll see. There's no, there's just no way to know who, no. W- what happened. That's what's trouble. You got to believe the victims. Yeah, well, some of the victims are liars and crazy people. And you can't ruin people's lives just, you know, based on Alyssa Milano's tweeted instructions. So I try to I try to observe bias in my own life. I really, really do. I try to be aware of my bias as much as I can. But this question the Supreme Court took up yesterday of whether or not in the census you can ask people whether they're a citizen or not seems so clearly okay to me. I mean, I just... I can't even imagine how it's an argument, but it is. Right. Seems pretty obvious to me that the government ought to be able to say how many people we got and how many of them are citizens, how many aren't. Right. It just seems clear cut. Obviously, you would do that. Right. Uh, keeping in mind that non-citizens include resident aliens, uh, green card holders, uh, work visa holders, tourists, or whatever. It's even fine. if there you're lots only. Of... Perfectly fine reasons to be in the country and illegal immigrants. Even as well. if your only reason was to find out how many people were here illegally, that seems like a perfectly good thing to want to know. All right, we're always gonna... talking about illegal immigration. Do we have ten million or twenty-five million? Nobody knows. The Secretary of uh, Homeland Security said we don't know within ten million. Right, seems like something we ought to know. That seems like an absurdity to me. I was going to mention this later, but now seems like an appropriate time. I was doing a little research on the question, want to be sure we we're ready to go for this segment. And I click on uh, Census Supreme Court looking for the various news coverage. Slate says the Supreme Court is poised to shred its credibility to let Trump rig the census. Washington Post, now playing at the Supreme Court, how to preserve white power in four easy steps. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I there are similarly uh, provocative headlines. I saw some of Sotomayor's questions, and she I couldn't disagree with me more. She just thinks it's absurd that the census would ask that. That's why I brought up the issue of bias. I mean, we're clearly coming from different points of view on this so much that we can't even understand how the other person sees the issue at all. Right. 
Well, Her Honor, uh, Justice Sotomayor, her main point was that, and she said, and I quote, there is no doubt that people will respond less. This has been proven in study after study. And that that's the argument, and that's what a couple of federal judges have said, is that Arizona, California, Florida, Illinois, New York, and Texas in particular risk losing congressional seats, and several states could lose federal money because Hispanics in general, for some reason and or illegals or immigrants in general will hesitate to respond and they will thereby be undercounted. Well, then get out the word in your district that you should answer honestly the census. Right. I find that a, an absurd argument. Not that it's necessarily incorrect, but it seems to me it can be remedied so readily by, A, putting out the word in Spanish by just flaming lefties, Look, you will not be targeted. Immigration never sees this stuff. This has nothing to do with your immigration status. It's cool. You're safe. And or, look, the government has so much information on us in so many different ways. I mean, you can you can go through a neighborhood and say, all right, we've had 15 people answer the census on this block. I'm seeing 27 houses. We know the population density of this area. Times are, okay, that's how many people there are. I mean, it's just, it's practically a no-brainer dealing with that challenge. Citizenship was a question until 1950. Then it was dropped for some reason. Now they're attempting to bring it back. The other argument is this, like, administrative law one. I don't know jackass about that. And, and you know, whether they went about adding it back in the right way. I don't know. But I, I just... The idea, and and I'm telling you, this all relates to Bernie Sanders pitching terrorists should vote and and slave reparations and the Green New Deal and the rest of it. The the rhetoric on the left has gotten so fevered and so unrealistic and so divorced from reality. I think y'all are screwing yourselves. I think this is another majority issue. I got to believe the vast majority of people would think you got to count everybody and ask them if they're a citizen or not. I think. Well, worldwide, virtually every country that does a census, that's one of the questions. In 1890, Joe, the census, for instance, specified that only males of foreign birth who are 21 years or older be asked whether they were naturalized or whether they had taken out papers to become naturalized. In 1950, the census asked people who were foreign-born whether or not they were naturalized. Often the purpose was to determine how immigrants were being assimilated and whether they had started the naturalization process. Fair enough. You don't think that's a legitimate thing to know? You think a country doesn't have the right or responsibility to know who's in it? In the mid-20th century, large numbers of demographic questions, including one related to citizenship, were removed from the full survey and added to a longer supplement that only went to a subset of households. There is evidence, as you mentioned, that the addition would cause some respondents to skip the citizenship questions. But I don't know. Put up, do a PR campaign. So remedy it. Again, well, no, discourage people. Well, encourage them. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'll be interested to see how the Supreme Court comes down on this. Yeah. They think California might lose a congressperson. California sends dozens of jackasses to D.C. One less jackass is not going to affect the prospects of the republic. I think we'll be fine. The court appeared divided among its usual lines. The four liberal members were questioning the motives and methods and the rest of it. As uh, I said, the, the lefty media is calling it white supremacy and the rest of it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. 
Oh, I, get, I can read the entire oral arguments of the Supreme Court census. I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Or census citizenship I'm, case, I should say. I'm only reading Clarence Thomas's questions. <laughs> I'm done. He still has asked two questions in the last 20 years, I think. That's my kind of judge. What is he doing, just staring off into space? He's thinking, Jack. <laughs> he's thinking. Thinking about what he's going to have for lunch. <sighs> How annoyed is he by the people who ask lots of questions, I'll bet. You know, we could already be on a golf course if y'all weren't yakking so much. He's thinking to himself. <laughs> of course, we learned during Barack Obama's uh, reign, Jack, that any criticism of a black man is racism. So, you're a racist. Rain Seems a little uh, ridiculous. Hey, by the by. Look, I know he's out of office, and, and so it's kind of, you know, not that relevant. But Barry knew all about the Russian meddling and soft-pedaled it so he could get to the Iran deal. You know, how great... Are, are y'all yelling about that? Come on. Come on! Come on! And answer the census. It's the decennial count of everybody who's here. Unless you're afraid to answer, then we'll just take questions off. Please. Well, I wasn't born here. Right? How about if felons were allowed to open cosmetic surgery clinics? Oh, man. That's the cover story of USA Today today. Oh, you got to hear this story. You can't, you're not going to believe it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm about to get a wicked. You got me lying on my back. Hallelujah. Last night, Bernie Sanders said that even people in prison should be allowed to vote. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bernie is building an unusual constituency made up of millennials and Bill Cosby. So. <laughs> <laughs> Funny joke, but even in Conan's audience, there is, like, no support for that position. Hmm. Usually you lay out the progressive position in front of one of those late-night audiences, and everybody cheers, and everybody's like, what? That let, is telling. people in prison vote. Why yeah. would we do that? Oh, I tell you <laughs> what, that's gone over like a lead balloon. Anyway, yeah. got a long way to go. 559 days. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> that can't be. Why are we talking about it, then, would be a decent question. Well, let's stop. In Florida, which happens to be one of the nation's top destinations for plastic surgery. wonder, it, wonder why that is. Just have more doctors there? Uh, and why would they have more doctors there? Well, Lax laws. Your, your sunshiny, beachy states have more vain people in them. Why is that? Signed these Los are, Angeles. These are all interesting questions. Why do sunshiny, beachy states have more people who are vain about their appearance? Because they wear less clothing? Is it that simple? That's probably part of it. I don't know. So if you're up in Minnesota and you spend much of the year covered, you don't care? Right. Let yourself go. At any rate, in Florida, (laughs) one of the nation's top destinations for plastic surgery, a a felony conviction, Bernie, 
can bar someone from operating a uh, massage shop or a pawn shop, but not from running a running a cosmetic surgery clinic. Well, and what's your felony in? You're a tax cheat, so you should be able to do facelifts still. Should you? I don't know. No. Why not? Because. <laughs> Hard to argue with that. Because you're a person of low moral character. So and cutting any... people open should be reserved for people with high moral character. Mm. To wit, nearly a dozen miles from the beaches of South Florida, four convicted, convicted felons ran facilities that became assembly lines for patients from across the country seeking plastic surgery at discount prices. And at those businesses, at least 13 women have died after surgeries. Nearly a dozen others hospitalized with critical injuries, including punctured internal organs. Florida Health Department was alerted to the casualties. Don't fly across the country for bargain basement prices on surgery. I mean, a certain amount of blame in the victim here, but don't do that. That's a bad idea. I it really getting is. really cheap surgery somewhere. Oh God, this yeah. is so cheap! I can't even believe how they can afford to do it for this price. Cut me yeah. open, yeah. Suck stuff out of me or pump it into me. Suck it out of there, pump it into there. Sure. Government inspectors cited the clinics for serious violations. This goes back to my moral character argument, Um, including dirty operating rooms and sales agents with no medical licenses determining the appropriate surgeries for patients. Uh, Plastic surgery experts warned lawmakers to take control of the centers by screening uh, owners, boosting regulation. Four times legislators tried. Four times they failed to muster enough uh, support to change the law. You can't even as the toll, the death toll, continued to rise. I'm Captain Caveat today. You can't run a massage parlor if you're a felon. Why? A massage therapy clinic. I I don't because massage therapy clinic, Robert Kraft. Because of the uh, the potential for uh, it becoming a horatorium, I guess. Uh, this is this is a gruesome article. I mean, this is unbelievable. Um, Speaking of the horatorium, yes. As I continue to uh, interrupt with this story, jagged scars, sponge sewn inside, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Gruesome. Has anybody seen my sponge? Um, lethal dose of opioids during a facelift. Yikes! So we got to see another one of the uh, workers at the massage parlor that was sexing up Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, yesterday. Correct. She was in court. Uh, she's a 58-year-old, and I only say this because it factors into what's going on here, not particularly attractive woman. Why is a billionaire who's willing to cross the moral and legal lines of paying for sex mm-hmm. going to Florida to have sex with a not the particularly attractive 60-year-old woman? Why? There's something very strange going on. Well, he's 80, so she looks like a kid. He, she puts on the schoolgirl outfit, and he believes it. Well, right, but again, you're you're crossing the the moral and legal line already. You have to give that most the potential a, PR a, disaster. A lot of yeah. us won't do either one of those. So, but if you're willing to do both of those, why isn't he paying to have sex with younger, attractive women? I mean, the, the whole thing is just so weird. It doesn't right. make any sense. Right. Yeah, I if know. you're gonna do that, you wouldn't go there with her. It's like he vacations at you know the the the, the motel six, meets a cracker barrel. Uh, you know, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I actually like to vacation at uh, eat at cracker barrel on vacation. But you ever been to? Uh, nah, why would I do that? Why would, why I do would that? you do that? I don't know because I'm a bad, bad person. person. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> I was gonna name a, a place Judy and I went. 
for a day trip that we thought, oh, that'll be pleasant. But it turned out to be just teeming with... Boy, this sounds terrible and elitist. I shouldn't even have the thought. Um, (laughs) It it turned out to be one of those crowded, super low-rent, cheap, gnarly, I-don't-want-a-vacation-there places. Hmm. Okay? It's not like i got to be at the Ritz or anything like that. But this is, you know, just a lot of F-bombs and and just nastiness about. A lot of tank tops on dudes. Yes. <laughs> a lot of dudes had to be told, put your shirt on at a nice restaurant. You know, just, oh, it's not good. But So if Robert Kraft was vacationing like that, you'd think, why? Well, why is he going to a low-rent strip mall, not attractive, middle-aged, uh, you know, uh, horatorium? It's, uh, just, I don't get There's it. There's something else happening. And the woman that owns the thing... Maybe she's really good at it. ...knows Trump. I mean, there's just... And I don't think it's a... Tr- a Trump-related story, but she barely, knows, barely knows Trump. But she knows she's she, well. How many barely? How many people know a president or a billionaire? I mean, there's, there's she's powerful in some way. Yeah, she's some sort of Chinese organizer. I think there's still another level to the story that's come out, going to come out eventually. I don't know what it is. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Mexico's crackdown on migrants continuing. First time ever, big pharma company and their executives facing criminal charges in the opioid crisis. And, my friends, get ready for drone package deliveries to your home. I actually saw a video of that today. Get ready to have something dropped on your head. Yes. Sounds good. Next time you hear the song, dig Mick Jagger singing the harmonies in the chorus. It's fabulous. Uh, news next. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. What if we ignore Joe Biden getting into the race tomorrow? Would that be all right? Pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> sure, if you'd like. I mean, yeah. How much would the world miss it if we talked about it the next day? I just, I just keep seeing stories of Joe Biden getting in tomorrow. What are they saying? I see that on TV. What are you possibly saying? He leads the polls, Jack. <laughs> He's old and gropey and hair sniffy. Forget it. Doesn't have a chance. Wow. I like. You can't keep saying that about everyone who's at the top of the polls. Oh, no, I can. <laughs> because only one person's going to win. Well, who's that person going to be then? I'm not going to tell you. Right. You'll ruin the suspense. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like the uh, the discussion about what's going on at Robert Kraft's rub and tuggery. Positive Sean's theories. See, I thought they were crossbreeding pandas with NFL players. I thought it had something to make them tougher and more nasty. And because pandas are actually mean bastards, if you you know incite one. But uh, I think Positive Sean has a better theory. Yeah, this is some sort of billionaire's crossroads where there's a, a money laundering pie gal game constantly going in the basement twenty four seven. Right. If you, you, no matter what your currency, bring it to the game. You can then cash out on the. You know, there, there's James Bondian subterranean casino. Something's going on. Bilderberg right. Group. <laughs> right. Skull rings touching. Right. <laughs> right. What, what was the skull and bones skull and thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in on it. That story, the Illuminati. that story is not over. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, they're fed up. Mexican police and immigration agents detained hundreds of Central American migrants Monday in the largest Because of racism. That's the only reason, according to half of the Internet, 
You would want coherent immigration policy. White supremacy. That's what the Mexicans are doing, preserving white supremacy. It's the largest single raid on a migrant caravan since the group started moving through the country last year. Then as the trailing group rested, the Mexican authorities moved in. Large numbers of officers grabbing men, women, and children, taking them away to waiting buses. Now, police were targeting isolated groups at the tail end of a caravan of about 3,000 migrants. Now, just to be completely honest, I mean, this yes. is, I'm not attempting to be funny like Joe may have been doing. Wow. We'll panned on you. You don't watch it. If anybody does what you just described at the behest of the Trump administration, it is it is one hundred percent evidence of racism. Yes. So what's what is the reason the Mexican authorities did it? The then? people would go cra- The paper, the media would melt down. Right. Well, the reason the Mexicans did it because they're getting overrun. They don't have the resources. They don't have the logistics. Just, they want control of who comes into their country. Quite justifiably, and the numbers are exploding, and 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 it's it's not illegal immigration used to be single, uh, meaning one at a time, not necessarily maritally single, right. but single Mexican men looking for work. Now it's migrants, it's uh, families generally from Central America by the hundreds of thousands, who you know they certainly most of them are good, honest people who would work if they could, but I mean they they are. An enormous logistical challenge compared to a 26-year-old guy. Right. Right. And the people who are living in uh, southern Mexico especially are really, really fed up with it. Right. And and listen, you've got a penniless uh, family from Central America. They are, uh, by the hundreds of thousands, they are an enormous draw on resources. And and y'all with your your bleeding hearts and you know what we need we need both in society we need plenty of compassion, but who do you want to pay for it? Somebody else. The rich is your answer. Well, these towns along the border they're drowning. Just that, well, we've talked about this enough, but it's something has to be done and. And, and listen, be part of the conversation. Don't be shouting that idiotic crap about white supremacy and racism when it's just coherent immigration policy if you want to be part of the, the conversation. Because the conversation is going to be had. Criminal charges are being announced against a pharmaceutical distributor in connection with the opioid crisis. The Rochester Drug Cooperative, or RDC, distributes prescription drugs to independent pharmacies in 10 northeastern states. Now, between 2012 and 2016, RDC's sales of oxycodone soared by 800%, while sales of fentanyl shot up 2,000%. We are talking about alleged millions of doses. At the same time, the company's former chief executive, Lawrence Dowd, has been placed under arrest by federal drug agency. He is the first pharmaceutical executive associated with the opioid crisis to face a criminal charge of diverting drugs for an illegitimate purpose. The indictment unsealed alleges Dowd ordered uh, subordinates to ignore red flags about certain pharmacy customers to maximize company revenues and his own pay. Right, right. Love it. You're a pretty cynical person if you if you know people are dying because of this and you just think, eh, well, their choice. I'm making money. FAA is giving the parent company a Google approval to deliver goods by drone in Virginia. 
Alphabet is the first company to get U.S. certification. The service is called Wing. It'll be able to deliver goods from local businesses directly to homes. Oh, this is really cool because I can order a, a, a resupply of my wet wipes and I get a free drone that I get to keep when it's delivered. <laughs> hey, hey, I got a drone now. Look at this. It was free with delivery. I didn't see your drone. <laughs> Wig announced it's going to be the it. FAA aware of this? Yes, they just approved it. Mm. Yeah, the I don't see how it's going to work. I mean, how, how, how are you not going to have the skies just filled with drones? First Fighter one, drones. First one, pirate drones yeah. shooting other drones out of the sky. Well, the taking first time stuff. two drones knock into each other and one falls out of the sky and lands on somebody's head, isn't it over? Probably, yeah. Wig announced it's going to begin its package delivery uh, service in Virginia later this a year. Or the package slips out of its talons or whatever it's got. Talons. Like, so I order a bowling ball. Yeah. I need to do bowling ball, a 15-bone yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. It's flying okay, along with the bowling ball. You, you need the pen action. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it drops the ball in somebody's head. And in the NBA playoffs, it was Portland. Blazers guard Damian Lillard hit a 37-foot game-winning buzzer beater. They completed the Game 5 comeback. They advanced past the Oklahoma City Thunder. Warriors are going to be hosting the Clippers tonight for Game 5 in their series. And the San Jose Sharks stunned the Golden Knights in OT in Game 7 to advance to the second round there. Who do the Golden Knights belong to? That's uh, Vegas. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Oh, Vegas. yeah. yeah. Yep. Newest team, super hot. Didn't know that. There you immediate go. playoff contender there in Sin City. Mm-hmm. A sensation. That's your news. Bob Marshall, Philip C. Armstrong, and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Did you say, did you say sensation? No, I said Sin City. I said a sensation. Okay. I thought so, you said sensation. I wish which, I had. I, which I thought was <laughs> yeah. beneath you. Well, I, there's very little that's beneath me. <laughs> right. So I looked it up. Uh, half court shot in the NBA's 47 feet. So he was, uh, you know, a couple of NBA player strides inside the half court when he shot that. It's, it's a bomb from way downtown, Jack. It was sensational. Conan O'Brien landed in an interview he's been chasing for decades, which I'm actually going to listen to. Okay. Also, some public schools in one state tried the whole Facebook engineered learning tool thing, and they aren't digging it. Also, got a text from Tim the Lawyer on the question of felons voting. He makes an excellent point. Okay. Well worth getting to. All right. Joe's going to be on Bernie's side. Stay tuned. (laughs) Wow. To the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Uh, it's got a lot about who you are, what you believe in. It doesn't have anything specific about policy, like nothing. We'll continue to roll out specific policy proposals, too. But I also think it's important that we not uh, drown people in minutia before we've vindicated the values that animate our policies. I don't know what he just said, but I like him. Yeah, because that was really slick. He still didn't tell us about his policies, but he made us 
feel like policies, you know? That was nice. This is like, you know, I don't want to swamp you guys in details and vindicate and, you know, spam. <laughs> you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of that kid in school who always got good grades without reading any of the books. Be like, did you read it? Oh, yeah, Catcher in the Rye. It's such a profound exploration of the human condition. I mean, themes of love, hate, joy, pain. It's, it's so relatable. We can all understand. What more do I need to say? <laughs> Was that Mayor Pete? Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, that's, that's funny. I don't, I don't take him to be that no, way. But I, don't, I take him as kind of a wonk. But. I don't take him that way either. I think it's by design. We'll see. Like, I think Beto has nothing to say. Yeah. But I think Pete has got a lot to say. He just realizes the, 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 the policy wonk people have not done well. In recent elections. Oh, no. There's no, there's no, the only desire or, or call for that is from the media. And listen, it's one of the few things I agree with the mainstream media on. It'd be nice to know what these people actually, what they think they're going to do. But, boy, in terms of the electorate, no, it's, it's just, it's more a gut, personal connection thing. Who do I like? Mm-hmm. Which is scary. <laughs> but Who do know? I like? Who, do, who who has similar values to me, just in general? Not specifics in policy. People right. don't have time for that or don't... Whatever. I, I think the concept of, you know, it's not about the party. It's about the, the person to me. Who I, I just, That seems insane to me. Because policy affects your lives, not personality. But you know, that's the way most people Move look at Move to a different it. planet, then. Trump's personality yeah, no seems to affect my life quite a bit. <laughs> well, you, you, you poor bastard, are in this business, so, and I feel for you. Let's see. This is interesting. My daughter wants to rant about a tort case. Okay. There you go. Uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, texted us about the uh, topic of whether felons should be allowed to vote or open clinics and, and that sort of thing. He said, remember how easy it is to become a felon in this country. They're not all rapists and murderers. It's a felony to pick up an eagle feather from the ground, for God's sake. You know, Tim does make an excellent point in that. Corruptifornia has a a law where nonviolent felons can vote, I think, once you're out. And once you're no longer on parole or something like that, it's a non-permanent law. I actually have some of the details on that. It's kind of interesting thing in the New York Times. Tell me again why prisoners can't vote and a guy arguing for why prisoners should be able to vote. But brings up the fact that it's a growing thing. And right now there are 15 states that do restore your voting rights upon release from prison. That used to not be a thing. Right. It's permanent. Lost, you you right? became a felon, you didn't get to own a gun, and you didn't get to vote for the rest of your life. But that's the voting part is changing. In 15 states, it's changed. And I think I'm okay with that. To me, it's certain crimes. I, I don't know yeah, if every I, crime, uh, you get you, you get your voting back or not. I, I don't would, know. I would tailor the list. I would accept that compromise. Yeah, the list of crimes. But people, while they're serving a felony sentence in prison, no, absolutely no way. Yeah. There's two states that do it already. Yeah, Maine and Vermont let you vote in prison already. But um, you're not going to end up in prison for picking up an eagle feather. No. You'd have a felony on your record. Right. I guess. Jeez, that's crazy. But then th- does that take away the gun and the voting thing in some in places? Those? Yes. Okay, so it's not even... Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've made the point many times on this show, uh, in our crime a day thing that we, we've done on and off, is there are so many... Th- hundreds of thousands of laws that can get you a felony in this country. Nobody even knows where to, to how to count them. 
Nobody even knows how to begin to count the number of crimes we have. Well, I was, so, yeah, I'm sympathetic to the point. I brushed up against a number of felonies when I was trying to eliminate a pest that I had on my property that turned out to be protected by some hundred-year-old law that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't make right. any difference. Utterly irrelevant and out of date. Yeah. And uh, if I had uh, gone one step further, I could end up with a bunch of felonies and a huge fine. And then would I not be able to vote or own a gun? That'd Correct. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's a point well made. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate that. So he's a Bernie Sanders supporter, that oh, Tim okay. Sanders. Yeah, right. Regular Vermontan. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Um, ben the Libertarian would feed us the uh, crime of day stuff uh, via the email, and he was super mad at us because one of us, Jack, I'm guessing, uh, <laughs> said said that Edward Snowden fled to Russia and and... Something to the effect of sought Putin's protection, when indeed he was just trying to figure out where to go. He was in Russia, and the U.S. yanked his his passport, and so he had to. Stay no, there. I've always been the one that's too soft on Edward Snowden for most of the the, the listeners and texters and that sort of stuff, because I think he 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 did some great great things that needed to be done, and some crappy ones, and some crappy ones. But plenty yeah. of people think the crappy ones are enough to outweigh any of the good ones. And he's just a traitor to his country and he should be shot. We would never know the NSA had started spying on us using the Patriot Act, even against the knowledge and wishes of the people who freaking wrote it. Right. That's not the way the country's supposed to work. Yeah. Well, I, you know, maybe I'm uh, gifted or crazy or something. I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same Wrong! time. Wrong! One thought per head. Uh, and that if, if, for instance, I mean, just to cite an example that I happen to see a picture of a couple of minutes ago, if that uh, Golden State Killer guy... Serial rapist, murderer, torturer, just the worst human being ever. Had also, uh, throughout his, you know, he stopped doing crimes for a long time. What if he'd been, you know, running a dog rescue place or or tutoring poor children or whatever for the rest of his life? Does that mean I want to let him off for his crimes? No, of course not. God, there's one of those the other day. I appreciate what the good stuff he did, like Ed Snowden. He should have blown the whistle on the NSA. I'm glad he did. He's a hero for that. He also let loose some stuff that did nothing but, to me, damage. Um, but anyway, so uh, it's uh, that that's been corrected because Ben was mad at us, and I like Ben. There's one much. of those stories the other day, and I haven't followed up on it, where they they arrested a guy from a murder from geez, way back in the seventies. They finally figured out who did it, and I wondered, I wonder what his life has been since then. Yeah. Has he been a career criminal since then, or did he like never do anything wrong after that? You know, has he been racked with guilt the whole time? Is he like you with golf? He used to play. No, he doesn't anymore. <laughs> And he thinks, boy, that's weird that I used to like want to hurt people and all. I don't know what was wrong with me. He's just moved on. I don't if, know. It's, it's an if, odd phenomenon. But if he, just for the sake of the argument, if he since then has committed no, uh, you know, real crimes, not talking about picking up eagle feathers, um, <laughs> and uh, like you know, gets married, raises some kids, volunteers, uh, drives the speed limit, good worker, all that sort of stuff. Do you put him in prison now? Because the whole point of putting somebody in prison is to rehabilitate him, isn't it? And it sounds like he's rehabilitated without going to prison. Well, no. Well, one of the points of imprisonment is rehabilitation. The other one's punishment. So, yeah, it's I I get what you're driving at, but yeah, you got to punish too. It's a it's tough a one. Disincentive. Yeah, it's a tough one because uh, your your best case scenario is he goes to prison, gets out, and then lives the life he's currently living. You got a model citizen, right? If you and in it, fact, you're diminishing your chances that that's true if you put him back in the simmering cauldron oh, no of crime, no which doubt. is our prison system. Sure. It's an interesting philosophical argument, but not what it is. But in in your ideas, should it be? An even split of the the point of of prison is fifty percent punishment, fifty percent rehabilitation. Is oh. there a weird sliding thing on no, that? That's, I'm, that's an age old question. I'd have to contemplate that. It's a great question. I but uh, brr. 
Well, honestly, well, my gut, I think I'd probably put the, the waiting 80% rehabilitation, 20% punishment. Well, but I, I don't know. Depends on the person in the crime, though. So if you get... Yeah. Like, oh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Gotta add this in. Removing dangerous people from situations where they can hurt people. Yes. Right. That's what I was going to say. The crime matters. So what if it's a uh, a Manafort-type crime? White-collar crime. Stealing money. All that sort of stuff. Nah. Being an unregistered Ukrainian. Yeah, I guess you, you would... Assuming he wasn't so old... You'd only rehabilitate him in the sense that he'd think, well, I better not do that again. I don't want to go back to prison. So that's back to punishment. That's back to punishment, then. And he gets amplified, whatever the punishment is, 1.5 for every ostrich suit that he owns. (laughs) It's a little-known precedent. You know, one uh, speaking of of crime and punishment, one uh, bit of analysis that new listeners probably haven't heard us talk about, because it's been a while, is the Eighth Amendment, which prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. And we've always really hung our hat on the fact that it's got to be cruel and unusual. (laughs) Not or. If it's merely, for instance, you're executed by a guy in a clown suit, that's unusual. But it's no more cruel than any other execution. And, you know, more seriously, what if everybody who commits a crime gets whipped? That's cruel, but it wouldn't be unusual anymore. So, you know, the courts will wrestle with it. But what if you're whipped by a guy in a clown outfit? I'm well, not that, happy. Yeah, that qualifies. That's cruel and unusual. What if that, you have the hell beat out of you by the Easter Bunny? <laughs> what then? Who turned out to be a bad person, so boo! Boo! Although he helped that woman who was getting assaulted by a homeless idiot. So yay! Boo! Boo yay! <laughs> boo yay! What? I'm conflicted. <laughs> I can only hold one thought in my head at once. <laughs> Which is plenty of thoughts for one head. Now, we didn't get to the uh, Facebook education thing. Tomorrow, four hours of Joe Biden's candidacy. <laughs> well, I'm sick. I won't be here. Four full hours. The Biden candidacy. Stop it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 